I worked with our guest, today's guest, Ray Hanania, for years at City Hall. He was the City Hall writer for the Southtown, for the Chicago Sun-Times, and I was at the Daily Calumet, and then later the Chicago Tribune. Nobody gave us a silver spoon. Nobody protected us or worried about our feelings. Nobody said, uh, Ray, uh, John, um, are you okay? How are you feeling today? Are you okay? Nobody. They might call us a racist. They might say we were not fit for uh, public consumption, but we were reporters, City Hall reporters. And uh, Ray has written a column that he sent to me, and I published it at johncastnews.com, which is brilliant. And it comes at a time right when Brendan Johnson and Paul Vallis sit down for their debate this week. And it exposes, without being explicit, but it exposes the problems facing the hard political left in this county with Tony Preckwinkle as the boss of the hard left Democrats. Because she's supporting and backing Kim Fox for state's attorney. And Kim Fox is backed by George Soros, the billionaire financier of the hard left. And all, and I've got a backstory on that, too, as many of you know. And, that, and the Tribune wanted to shut me up about it. The Tribune Guild did. And they slandered me to shut me up. And I just, you know, I refused to shut up. Because what we're seeing now is the culmination of all this stuff. You see it in Atlanta. You see it with, the, with, with protesters marching on the uh, police facility in Atlanta. You see Antifa and uh, hard left radicals elements from all over the country gathered in Atlanta. And we probably have that here too. Just get your mind around it. Because the people of Chicago are going to fight and protect and want to protect their neighborhoods and their city. And there are others who don't want them to protect those neighborhoods in the city. They'd rather have uh, the people of Chicago roll up into a fetal position and ask the cops to roll up in a fetal position and just let chaos and aggression take over. And that's where we're at right now with Ray Hanania and my good friend Jeff Carlin, executive producer of WGN, and me, John Cass, executive editor of johncassnews.com. And all this is swirling around as the barking of dogs in the middle of Lent. And people are trying to save the city. Will it be saved? We don't know. Can you see your way in the boulevard of broken dreams? Because that's the Chicago way on WGN+. Plus. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany Hall-style attitude to power. And um, it is, it's the Chicago way, absolutely. Look, the, the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago way. The Chicago way, that's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. 
As promised, Ray Hanania. Hey, good morning, Jen. Good morning, Ray. Your column today, incidentally, it's uh, leadsjohncastnews.com. The, the, uh, the column today was brilliant and timely because Tony Preckwinkle, the sensible shoes, the boss of the Cook County Democrats, endorses her boy, her, her, uh, her champion, Brendan Johnson. And uh, by doing so, she exposes, in your column, your column exposes the underbelly and the weakness of the hard left in Cook County. I don't know if it's ever going to be defeated, but the attitude of Kim Fox towards law enforcement and punishment and police is much to be desired. And I, I wonder if voters will put that together and realize what they're letting themselves in for if they support mr johnson yeah i was talking with uh jeff carlin great producer and but just before the show and i I was talking about how when you look at all the stories that have been written about this kind of stuff a lot of reporters don't know how to write anymore they don't write the story that it's like spin they don't get all the facts in there they just want to spin it they want snark yeah you don't get the full impact of what fox has done to crime she cares more about criminals i mean really if you're a criminal i there's stories about uh, criminals being arrested on the border of cook county in dupage county and they grab him and he goes oh this is cook county right and the police officer goes no this is dupage (laughs) county and he goes ah darn right enjoy yourself yes enjoy your stale bologna sandwiches because we're not going to give you vichy and uh (laughs) lamb shanks yes yeah, you're going to spend spend a few days uh, locked up for sure. You know, clearly media is broken. Okay, it's broken over time. Yes, we is. were we were there at City Hall when it as it started to break, but uh, there were people in in the press corps then that, uh, and I don't want this to be like it was so great back then, and it's not great now. But snark is not is not a, a substitute for perspective. And this the 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 Kim Fox story, the one that you wrote today, is all about perspective. Can Cook County, can Chicago sustain itself as we're going into the uh, the, the the election uh, debate, the mayoral debate today? Can it yep. can it sustain itself, Ray and Jeff? When I read the column I wrote, the first, I'd say, eight paragraphs are basically the news that was never really written. It came from, you had to, like, search the reports and the stories. But when you put it all together, it's, like, outrageous. What this kid did, you know, who went on, you know, six or eight months later to kill, you know, that police officer, Vasquez Lasso. He should have never been, they should have never let him out. They should have never been lenient. Look what happens when you're lenient. You give the, this criminal another chance to do something terrible, and he gets in a fight and shoots and kills a police officer. Well, there's nothing That's wrong happens. with I don't think there's anything wrong with being compassionate uh, and fair, but when you go overboard and release violent people because you're playing a race game of uh, only white cops deserve deserve punishment and 
everyone else who's in the criminal justice system is a victim of what is it? What do they call that? Racism. Hmm. It's it turns to be bullshit. Right. And people people read it and Jeff and and Ray people see this. Here's my question: They see it, but do they hold the act the political actors responsible? I mean, they know who Kim Fox is. They know who George Soros is. They know what happened to me with the political left trying to destroy me and and as I left the Chicago Tribune. But do they put it to, together about what how it's affecting them in their lives? It's only when they understand the true essence of a story. When you and I were at City Hall, we wrote news. We didn't sit there and say, oh, is this going to make Daly look good? Is this going to make Byrne look good? Is it going to make them look bad? We got all, and we were driven by getting the best factual details to put in our story because it made us look good as writers. So when someone would read our story, they understood it completely. You leave out stuff from the story and you think, oh, yeah, Montana, yeah, drop the felony charges. Why not? He's just a teenager. Right. You know, give him misdemeanor resist, you know, like. Give them uh, time served or let them do community service for 25 days. But that's only because you don't hear the whole story. And that's what's happening today. The public doesn't hear the depth of the problem. So they're confused. And I think that's how Fox survives. And she's being propped up by a media that doesn't do its job. They don't report the facts the way they should be reported. I think that's 100% spot on. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, Ray, you, you kind of nailed it on the head earlier when we, we were getting ready to hear that you, you have to read to four or five different stories from different reporters to even get partially close to the full story and then, you know, follow up with CWB, you know, a, a couple of days later to get the full story. And it's and it's damaging. I mean, it's it's terrible. And then when you get someone like a Kim Fox in front of a, a live interviewer which rarely ever happens you know she she won't answer questions she she does the whole hollywood thing where she spins it flashes a smile and says no 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 you got it all wrong you don't know what you're talking about it's really great everything's yeah bless your heart john cast like that's that's the stuff that comes out and you're like okay well maybe maybe things are so good you know maybe maybe, right and, and then it becomes you know enough times of repetition people then just that's what it is they think oh well it's it's not that bad and who's complaining? Who's complaining but uh, Ray Hanania and John Cass and Jeff Carlin? The, right. The old, crusty, but benign. And then they attack us right. because we're, we're doing our jobs and we get attacked for it. You know, in the old days, Honest Jam, when we were reporters, and I, yep. I hate keep going back to that, but we would have seen a nexus in what happened. The real concern here is that on July 27th, this Arab kid gets caught in Oak Lawn with a gun. July right. 28th, this Montano suspect who goes on, you know, who was involved in a shooting of another person gets arrested. Those happened in the same, like within a day of each other. Right. And one guy goes on to kill a cop. I don't know what's going to happen with the other one. I have no idea. But that point should, that to me is the, most important part of this, those incidents, and these are just two. There's so many out there that that don't even get covered anymore because we don't treat criminals as criminals. 
We only wait till somebody dies, and then we blame the police. Ray, when when the criminal, when someone who is charged with uh, several uh, felonies or you know mass shootings or shooting a police officer, when that happened, there were people called editors. I, I yes, I want people to understand this. There were actually creatures, human creatures, uh, who were literate and called editors, and they would. They would demand that reporters go out and tell the full story. Right. Kind of the way people, that's why I always give hat tips to uh, CWB Chicago. Because the Tribune and the Sun-Times used to do this work, as did uh, the Southtown, right, Ray? Oh, yeah. We all did it. Sun-Times, Tribune, that was back in the day. Today, it's embarrassing. I Honestly, the city hall press room, and I don't know if, I, if this is too critical, but I, I can't stand the reporting. They, they just don't do a good enough job. If I were there, I'd be ripping, I'd be ripping her apart. I'd be ripping light put, foot apart, digging into the story, not just being a flack for her. You know, writing her what she says and then running with that story—that's not good enough. You know, they're they're more interested in being snarky to each other, like. Oh my God! Uh, like 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 the uh, the Tribune Guild guy uh, Pratt will yeah. rip uh, rip into he's somebody. And he's, he, it doesn't. That's I don't care about your snark, man. I right. want to know how many people did these these uh, alleged offenders shoot allegedly, and how many times they were released into the public so they could shoot again. I mean, let the public know. Back then, we would have done that story. We would have said, wow, in the last three months, 50 people were arrested on teenagers with gun-related charges. All of them have been reduced. How many of them went on to do worse things? And that number is pretty high. And nobody seems to care. The media so doesn't So why, care. Jeff? We've talked about this plenty of times, but I think the editing thing, there's no, there's no downward pressure on, on reporters to do better it's the same way there is not, you know, in a sense or the complaint is that, you know, that a lot of these young officers, there's not enough downward pressure for them to do better. And there's this idea that these things kind of overlap, but it, it's, it's this, I, this problem it stems from Kim Fox. I mean, every day there's a headline or two or three or four of, you know, a young teen arrested was we couldn't we can't charge him we don't have enough to get a felony conviction so we're just going to charge slap him on the wrist and send him on his way because you don't want to be a racist well right well that's you, the know, thing you is- won't say anything because if you say something mm. like are you kidding me this guy has a rap sheet of, uh, as long as it is your arm but if right. you say that you are a racist Exactly. Heaven, it, heaven forbid. It, they don't want the numbers. That's the problem. They don't want the numbers to stack up and saying, well, you know, look, there's a, you know, 90% of or 80%, whatever the, the number is of arrests or, of young black men are being held for longer than their white counterparts. And it's okay. Well, that might be the reality, but it's not, you know, it's not a racist reality. It's just the reality. And if there's the underlying problems are there that lead to black 
men being in this lifestyle. Well, let's address that, but let's not just let them have free range over the city to, you know, murder people at will or, or rob people at will or get in a car accident and take off with a person's car. I mean, this, this whole th- thought that Kim Fox says, she's well, the number, look, we're doing a great job. We're doing a great job. We're making this an equitable system. No, you're not. Right, you're right. choosing not to pers- prosecute someone based on the race, based on their economic sense, you know, uh, their economic situation. And that's, Worse. This is about justice. This is about crime and punishment. This isn't about, well, feelings and thoughts and prayers and all that crap. I mean, to your point, Ray, about the guns, you know, they want to, to restrict guns and get all the guns off the street, get all the guns right. off the street. Well, if that's the case, then right. anybody who shows up in police custody who has a gun okay. or is in a car with a gun, then they should be in jail for a long time. So then exactly. it doesn't become. And it doesn't matter a, a, what their age right, is either. Exactly. It, it, showed, it doesn't become this revolving door of, well, you know, we got to get the guns off the street unless the gun was used by a teenager in a crime then they can have it and go back and do their thing because we can't we can't bring a we can't get them to to be found guilty well then do your job better than or hire better people or hire people who aren't just equity hires or hire people who aren't just friends of friends or hire for people who have a great twitter following i mean that's the stuff that drives me insane as a citizen of the city and I, the, the solution is and we've talked about it at all the time is kim fox has to go yeah Okay, let's bring it down to the mayoral race. Uh, we're going to have a debate today, this afternoon, as we record this, and then the Chicago Way will come back in a few days to discuss the debate. But h- how does this manifest itself, this issue that you're all talking about? It won't and- come up in the debate. Not, not The specifics of this won't come up in the debate. There won't be a reporter that will press this issue they won't do it. If you and me were on that debate panel, this would be the first question. Right. How do you justify this? But the, the a lot of reporters won't ask those questions anymore because it doesn't fit into their narrative. You, you understand why, and everyone should understand why. What happened to me about a year, you know, a year and yeah. a half ago is my reputation was destroyed by the hard left, the pro Crackwinkle pro soros left because i dared to criticize george soros and what was going on in the uh, criminal justice system of cook county and now they've got their mark they know what's going to happen if if any of them raise their voices i did because i did because of the readers that we have at john cast news and thanks for supporting me i could do that but others can't, and so they're they're whipped in like dogs into the corner by you know torture by people with torturous intent. The left is like that, and and the sad part is who di- who dies, who cries, who weeps? Black people, black children, and moms weep because of the killing, and no one can, you can't even say it. Yeah, and the irony is that these politicians that are playing this game um, are doing it because they think it bolsters their vote in their community, and it's their community that's suffering. It's their community, the kids that are being killed. It's their community of kids that are turning into street gang members. You know, I I don't want to miss the opportunity to point out how I read 30 stories on this 
because I had to get all the facts. It was like, oh, my God, can't somebody, one person write a good story about what happened? It's called reporting, right? <laughs> yeah, right. it is. It wasn't there. But one, one thing I discovered by accident, I was on Twitter, and Alderman Raymond Lopez posted that this kid that was charged with, uh, you know, in J- July 28th, 2022, who went on, you know, to kill right. um, Vasquez uh, Lasso, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, I don't mind saying that, but the 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 suspect, they were driving around in a car with three people. They shot somebody. They were convicted of it. Um, they were training a 15-year-old to learn how to shoot a gun. Did you read that in any of the stories? Your story, but I did not read it. I didn't read it in the Tribune or something. I wonder why I didn't read it in the trip. Because they don't want to give, they don't want to pile it on to make this guy look as bad as he was. They had softened it and gone along with the trend to make him look like, oh, you know, let's lessen the penalty. Let's not make it worse. But it is worse. And they should have reported it. And, and, you know, Alderman Raymond Lopez said they know this guy, what kind of person he is. You know, so nobody went to Lopez. They should have interviewed him. They should have done big stories about that way back in July 28, 2022, when the suspect was first arrested with two other buddies, including that 15-year-old, and nothing was done. That story would have been one that we would have written. We would have made it into yeah. a front-page story. Well, we I, here's what would happen. Uh, back in the day well, when Daly was mayor, or when uh, Byrne or any of Gene Sawyer, we would, or Harold Washington, if this had happened, we would immediately, the next day, that day, like you write the column, and we all gather, the press uh, corps gathers around the mayor at a news conference, and uh, we ask about it pointedly. Yeah. Like, Mayor, what is your relationship with the prosecutor? Are you still supporting? Kim Fox, and what about uh, what about uh, Kim Fox's relationship and being protected by Tony Preckwinkle? We would pound that until we got an answer. Like, sir, mayor, are you supportive of this? What's going on in the prosecutor's office, or not? And uh, and they would hate us, and we would be called racist because that's what they do. Instead, they go up to the mayor and they'll say, isn't it sad that a Chicago police officer got killed by somebody? And then they'll say, yeah, it is. Here's my press release. Take my quotes. All right. Thank you. That'll be the front page of the Tribune. Okay. Because because somebody did something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and to to be fair to this, this upcoming, uh, the the forum or debate that's going to happen today is going to be moderated by Marianne Ahern, who, I mean, we've seen her. She's tough. I yeah, like she's it. tough. She's she worked. I she's stared down plenty of mayors as as well as you guys have, and and I I think we'll get to some of that, but I don't think she'll go she'll allow get close. her. She'll right. get close, and that's because the media is you know there's a corporate ownership consolidated mm-hmm. into a few hands, right? You know they answered to business people now; they don't answer to an editor, right? And the business people are of the left. And they're they have relationships with, or they're afraid of the left. I mean, that let's be honest. I mean, they'll get shut down and protested 
or God forbid, looted if something you know breaks out in the city. I don't know, or they're or they're going to be invited to uh, WTTW, uh, you know, cocktail parties, or, or they can be celebrities. Yeah, or they'll be invited to uh, uh, Arnie Duncan black tie events, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's help the ch- you know, let's help the offenders right. stop killing. You know, there are a lot of good reporters out there, but when you got dumped by and hit by the Tribune, oh man, the the fact that the reporters ganged up on you, the journalists yeah. ganged up on you because you were quote unquote you know conservative, that's the the. That is the cost and price of all this stuff. They destroyed journalism. Those journalists should have stood up for you, whether they agreed with you or not. I, well, it some was did. unheard of. Some did. Yeah, some did. Tom Bevan, Charles Lipson, uh, mm-hmm. many, many. Put uh, them on the debate you know, t- tonight. Let them ask uh, the questions. Those are the ones that deserve to be asking the questions. The ones that stand up for journalism should be the ones that are on the front line confronting these politicians, but they're not. I want everyone to, as we expand this or bring it to the issue, uh, because it's not just about me, I want you to read, if you could, uh, in American greatness, Victor Davis Hanson's essay, Life Among the Ruins. I talked about it in the uh, opening monologue, but I just want, I, I want to uh, mention it. Quote, American society is facing three existential crises, crises not unlike those that overcame the late Roman and a millennium later terminal Byzantine empires. We are suffering an epidemic of pre-modern barbarism. The signs, unfortunately, appear everywhere, over Half a million homeless people crowd our big cities downtown. Most know that the result of such medieval street living is unhealthy, violent, and lethal for all concerned. Yet no one knows or even seems to worry about how to stop it. And I think that also applies to Chicago, does it not? I mean, we're having, guys, we're having a a mayoral election in which the issue is crime. So that puts Brendan Johnson at a disadvantage because he's the one who said, let's defund the police. But um, if Paul Vallis wins this election, Ray Hannity and Jeff Carlin, will he be able to really do any, make any changes as long as Tony Preckwinkle protects Kim Fox and Tony Preckwinkle has the ear of the mayor of the president of the United States? That's a good question because I think Paul Vallis would be the best choice. Brandon's uh, uh, speech on election night was very disturbing to me. It was so yeah. terrible and nobody wrote about it. I, I didn't, I mean, some wrote about it. We did, but no, none of the major media did. They just let it pass like, oh, yeah, he took some tough shots at Vallis. No, those were <laughs> racist shots at Vallis. Right. That was horrible. But when Vallis gets into office, his problem is going to be this. He can toughen up the police department. He can put more police on the streets. But you're absolutely right. The problem then 
is when those police arrest these criminals and bring them to who? Kim Fox and the state's attorney. And she decides. I've talked to police departments over the last few years, um, and they all say the same thing. They, you know, the evidence shows that this is what they should be charged with, but she reduces the charges all the time. And they're unhappy about it, and they can't get her to do the right thing. And the media, instead of defending the police by saying, this is what's happening, we need to pressure Kim Fox, they just go along with whatever Kim Fox said and says, oh, yeah, you know, he was just a teenager, Montana. And, you know, there were three of them in the car, and they shot some guy, but he was only hit in the leg. You know, he's only hit twice in the leg. So you have a let's problem just give him with 24 Latinos? days. Yeah, or, right. And, you know, it's like, so he's up against the wall. He can't be successful unless the change expands to include Cook County. They have to replace Kim Fox. Her staying there is the the charge, the electrical charge that fuels this movement of make the criminals a priority and forget about the law-abiding citizens. They don't even see these people as citizens or people. I mean, they do, but they see the numbers. That's That's the part that kills me about this. Is that it's it's this perceived idea that they say, well, our numbers need we need to bring you know we're we're too many young people or, or black people or too many Mexicans or too many brown people whatever it is right. are being incarcerated and here are the numbers we they've got to be we got to bring those down well that's not the reality if the crime if the you know the economic conditions whatever it is the poor school systems whatever it is is leading to these you know collections of people being in this lifestyle yeah that's a problem that needs to be addressed. But just throwing up your hand and saying, well, we can only arrest five black kids today because we've already, you know, we already <laughs> hit our threshold. You know, we've only got this so many more to do or to, you know, there's so many Mexican kids we've got. But whatever it is, that that's that's the way they're running things. And it's just completely yeah. ass backwards. And what's what are we seeing? We're seeing violence growing in all these other areas that, you know, wouldn't be because they're emboldened because it says, well, you know, hey, worst case scenario, I'm out on the street tonight or worst case scenario, I spend one day in lockup. You know, whoa, and then I'll be back out. And do it again. And how many of these kids are, you know, well, you know, third time for, I mean, we had Tim Evans say, you know, a young boy who's 17, you know, maybe he needs a third, fourth, fifth chance because, you know, he's a, he's a young kid. No. The eight-year-old girl. Right. No. That's dead. Right. Exactly. No, that's not how it is. You've got to do. Timmy. You've got to make people feel safe and you got to make criminals feel scared. That's. At yes. full stop, and then that that doesn't exist. Ray, you and I have been around so long that we remember Timmy Evans back in the day when uh, Rich Daly was backing uh, and protecting uh, Tony Preckwinkle to take uh, to take Timmy Evans out in the Fourth Ward. How long? What what the hell happened to this city? I, what happened? Listen, I. Evans, he was a pretty good alderman. I, I'm yeah. not sure about, you know, the way he is today. I I, I just, a lot of them have lost their guts. Nobody has the cojones to stand up and say the right thing. It's so much easier just to go along with it. You got a career, you got a pension, you just don't care. Uh, and they won't do anything. I'm really tired of people that come up to, you know, uh, police officers and say, thank you for your service especially politicians, the way they use the police 
they wrap themselves up with we love the police we stand by the police yeah but they won't stand by you know the police when the police know better about crime and recommend that somebody is a threat and nobody takes them seriously all right well what about this case in oakland because uh i can speak from experience i've had my i've had i've taken a beating in oakland before uh, while I was a criminal, a felon, and uh, I deserved it. But what you reported on as part, part of this whole thing was uh, a young man of Arab, uh, Arab uh, American kid who had a, allegedly had a gun on him, and he was fighting with police to protect the gun and protect and stop himself from being arrested. Now, uh, that's a deadly thing to do. Yes, it is. It's terrible. Uh, listen, I got, I've had two kids. If any of my kids had a gun, I would beat the crap out of them for their own good to get them away from guns. Um, but instead, this kid sitting in the back seat, that, first of all, the scenario is horrible. You got the driver in the front seat, a teenager, and another teenager in the back seat with this gun in a bag. What is that about? You know, passengers sitting in the back seat and no one in shotgun in the front right seat, right? What What are they you're, doing? What you're is that doing a drive-by. That's what you're, you're doing. doing something that isn't good, whatever right. it is. We can't even explore that because right away they say, oh, you hate Arabs. The only reason they're doing this is because he's an Arab. Listen, I'm Arab, and I'm... I'm just excited to be able to speak out against this because I, they can't attack me and say, oh, you hate Arabs. No, I'm an Arab. So you can't attack me for that. But when they stopped the car, the police smelled marijuana. They politely asked the driver to get out of the car. He was treated with the utmost respect. They moved him to the side. They didn't handcuff him. They didn't rough him up. He did what the officer told him to do. He did everything right. Then the second kid in the back seat, the police officer says, leave the bag on the back seat. It's really heavy. It looked, you know, it looked like something. And instead, the kid steps out with the bag and then runs. And then when the police finally get him, he's on the ground, on his stomach. He has the bag under his stomach, and he's holding it with both hands. You don't know what he's doing with that bag. You he don't know what he's doing with this. anything. It could have been anything. So they're pounding him. They're punching him to get him right. to surrender, basically, right. and do what. And if he would have done it, they never would have hit him. But this has turned around into police brutality because the kid of his own volition caused this, but the police are blamed for it. To me, that's just wrong. It's terrible. I, I shouted out when we were, were busted. 17 years old, same about the same age. We were going to a party. Pammy Barradale had a big party on a, on a boat, and we were going down, you know, and we had some pot. A quarter pound, which was a felony beef back then. Although we didn't want, you know, we, we, we weren't drug dealers. We just had it to give to the party. And uh, the first thing, I remember the cops pulling us over there's this big copper, like six five, uh, guys who those days coppers knew how to put their hands on people. And I, I shout out, I'm in the parking lot, 95th Street parking lot of Walgreens, 
and I and you know White Castle, and I shout out to everybody. Don't talk until you until you speak to a law. I was trying to say lawyer, but I didn't get the L A W out of my mouth before a backhand came. A big, you know, it's honor of St. Patrick's Day. A big Irish American backhand, like coming from a guy as big as John Wayne, whapping me. And, uh, you know, if I had gone to my father and said, hey, Dad, those cops uh, hit hit me in the mouth for saying that. And my dad would say, what did you do? You had pot? And he'd, he'd jump on me and kick my ass. My dad would have done the same thing. But they don't do that anymore. Right. And and right. it's it, that's really the problem. So, Ray, a wonderful uh, time to talk to you, and I hope we get together again and talk about how we can't eat lamb anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we're getting old. Uh, what? We're survivors. We're getting old. Yeah, we're getting old. But you know what? We stay alive on bitter fruit. Yes, bitter we do. Yes, like reality. Yes, you know, somebody's got to help these people in Chicago. I refuse to leave this world with all this injustice out there that needs to be reported. I am not. They're going to have to drag me out of this life to get me to stop writing this stuff. Well, I'm just going to keep writing from uh, beautiful Northwest Indiana now that I don't have to deal with it. But I still feel sorry for all my friends there and all the, my friends in the police force and and all the, you know, what I really feel sorry for the Democrats. Okay, I've given them a lot of crap, but really, they don't know what to do. They have Tony Preckwinkle and Kim Fox as their standard bearers, uh, and uh, Brendan Johnson defend defund the police as the hero. Where where does it end? You know where it ends? It ends with the death of a city, and I don't want to see that happen. Do you? No, no. Ray, before we let you go, you got to give me one good John Cass City Hall story. <laughs> one John. Well, when he came to City Hall, Harry Golden yelled at him and said, no, you can't get out of here because he didn't have a desk in the City Hall press room. And Harry had this gravelly New York accent. He got growling at Cass. And I remember talking to John. I said, listen, John, tell him you're working with me on a story. And then uh, they can't do nothing. You come to my desk, and he, I had this. I was with the Southtown, a community paper, and he would, and John would come in and sit at the desk and use the phone there. And Harry'd be looking over at him like, rawr, rawr, like growling all the time. But John had some great stories. He didn't like it, but there was a little, uh, little brass plate on the desk that I was sitting on, and it said the Daily Calumet. Yeah, that was put in though after. When Byrne, wasn't that when no, Byrne decided she was going to bring in all the community was, press? Yeah, well, I wasn't part of that. It was, I was, I came in after. And, uh, you know, look, there's a little click of insiders in yes, the press room. There was. You got, you were embraced. You were embraced eventually, believe me. Pretty quick. Yeah, well, actually. we were, but we had to, look, there was no silver spoon in the mouth of Ray Hananier or John Cass. There wasn't like a little society, a society of, of journalists. Like uh, there wasn't any, uh, you know, any kid glove treatment. There was none of no. that. No, we were under siege in the city hall press room. 
And uh, but I loved it, you know. I, I did. I, Jane I, Byrne I just, and and all of them would walk past us with disgust. Sometimes they'd walk past the press room and look at us. The best, the best was uh, Freddie Rohde gave us a, a hot TV and uh, Alderman <laughs> of the First Ward, and uh, we used to get porn on it, you know, porn, <laughs> but just not, the sound. On TV, it was called on TV. Yeah, on TV. That was the cable. Remember, at the it time. was like you couldn't yes. see anything, but the sound yes. was clear. It was like split because we didn't subscribe to it, but you could see the right half and the left half switched around, but you could still see the naked women. So we would turn it up loudly. Ray and I would turn it up <laughs> loud on council day, Tuesday mornings, as the aldermen walked past our office. To the city council and the screams of uh, lust and ecstasy, and, and ecstasy <laughs> would follow them down the hall. And you know, the only thing bad about that TV was that they they filled that cabinet with the booze that we would get, and they would lock that. That there was a key that we keep that lock that was in Bob Davis's drawer. We didn't get. Where did you? I didn't get any booze. Oh uh, yeah, you the- had the. <laughs> <laughs> that ended. Listen, when I got there in '78, they were handing out booze like crazy. Crown Royal, you know, uh, Roman oh. Paczynski would bring in this Polish uh, uh, vodka because that was so Harry. strong. Here, you would use it to clean his shoe. It was so strong. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, the good old and days. And then eventually, eh? it it changed. It changed. <laughs> no booze. No cigarettes. No smoking. Even yeah. the cursing. I wonder, do they even swear in the press room today? I doubt it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for Ray, that's been great. And we'll we'll have to go to lunch soon, okay? When I this is great therapy for me. And for Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, my very good friend. And uh budding, not budding, but established media critic in Chicago. And for Ray Hanania, longtime and veteran Chicago journalist, where could people read your stuff, Ray? Say again. Hanania.com. Yes. All the go, links to everything I do. As we put that in the column today, and please go to his site and read what he has to say, because you know what? There's some common sense there, some Southwest side common sense. And for me, John Cass, editor-in-chief of John Cass News, where you get your common sense. Thanks for joining us. And God protect Chicago on the Chicago way on WGN+.